Hello, and welcome to the We Will Fix It show, a Potaholics podcast with Colin Thomas from We Will Fix It Dubai and myself, James Pikeway. For the next hour or so, we're going to talk about home repair and improvement, DIY, and more. We kick off with the tool of the week, a fantastic plane from Canada, and I'm not talking the jetliner type, I'm talking something you work wood with, that Colin believes... This is really a, a takeoff on a good old Stanley. We also talk about putting in a home gym and a whole bunch more. This show rocks. You're going to love it. Let's get to Colin. Here it is, the We Will Fix It show. Let's crank. <laughs> crank away, James. Crank away. We've got so much to talk about. You know, it's crazy. It is crazy. And, you know, the crazy thing is, I think this is episode 11. It is episode 11. Well, at episode 11, episode 10 was almost like a non-episode. <laughs> I had the most interesting conversation um, this week, actually, with them. Um, it, it is the We Will Fix It show with We Will Fix It Dubai, Colin Thomas from We Will Fix It Dubai, 800 Fix, if you want to find them. And we, we talk about DIY repair and other things and inevitably get well off track. Yeah. See, last week was our best ever. We, we literally, <laughs> we, we, believe it or not, there is a bit of prep that James does for these. And um, we normally do have a long list of DIY-based subjects. And we're on the same list. That's how little we did. <laughs> But last on, on all shows, I did the car show as well. We didn't hit anything on the list. Oh, that's got to be the best week ever, you know? <laughs> so uh, for those of you who haven't listened to episode 10 yet, it was basically the history of We Will Fix It previously. Jim Will Fix It, how it all came about. I, th- I actually took it as uh, doing business in Dubai 101. Yeah, because it probably was actually. I think there was, a, uh, you know, it's, it's not just about how you set up your business, but it's about things to consider when you're setting up at a business and all of the little pieces that go into staffing, etc., with the practical example of we will yeah. fix it previously, Jim will fix yeah, it. Yeah, I think, I think you're right there. Um, but the conversation that I had with um, uh, this wonderful guy, Lee, who set Jim's own business this week, uh-huh. um, was very much down that line, which is why hasn't anyone done almost a how to set up your own business yeah. type uh, scenario? I was like, right, here you go, Potaholics. Get hold of it. Episode ten will be there at some point. Yeah, and um, it'll be up next week. Actually, yeah, and that's the one that um, that's the one that you need to look at. But um, I think we should do at some point. We'll do rather than it being kind of the <laughs> um, the ad hoc version that we did last week. We should probably do just a session on that, which yeah. is how do you set up a business in um, uh, in the UAE, and uh, you know what what um, what can we do to to assist with that process because it is an absolute minefield. Well, and I guess there's also the the whole set of questions that there are organisations that will do this for you and that help you do this. And why would you choose not to go with one of them or to do it a different way when there are so many options available to you? Yes. And and how to, how to, what the thinking is about that bank financing versus self financing, et cetera. Yeah. We'll do that as a separate yeah. show because otherwise yeah. we're about to do a repeat. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to do that because you can go to episode ten. Exactly. <laughs> yes, but um, I, I must admit, I really not not just from a, an enjoyment perspective, but it was it was uh, quite cathartic to uh, to go through that process yeah. and talk in in full. I said after the show last week, I've never actually put that down all in one hit. There's been bits of interviews and various things that we've done where we we've touched on it, but it was the first time where we'd actually put down the history in in. Um, in that perspective. And it's going to be a great one, actually, for the future. I'd love the kids, when they grow up, I've got a seven and four-year-old now. There you when go. the kids grow up and they ask, well, how did this happen? It's nice to have it kind of uh, yeah. a little bit fresh. Here you go. Have yeah. a listen. Listen to this. This is, this is basically it. <laughs> and they're so, going to say, Dad! Yeah. Dad! Is that you? <laughs> yeah, sorry. sorry, I wasn't around for a while, kids, but this is what was happening. <laughs> one of those. So, I, I want to jump in right away with, uh, you were on the exercise routine yesterday. Oh, my 
word. But, uh, but uh, we've been so eleven episodes. I think for ten of them, you've been talking about okay, I got to get out there and do this exercise, and I have done some exercise, and I do exercise occasionally, and blah blah blah. And then you finally got to the gym. Well, or, actually, no, it's oh, been no. it's been kind of ongoing. Right. Um, but um, my wife is a very clever lady, to say the least, <laughs> which is she knows that if she tells me you're going to the gym, yeah. the last place I'm going is the gym. Uh-huh. So instead, what she's, she's worked out now is I, I'm never going to exercise alone. Um, so, and again, uh, the only real way that I will exercise is if she says, I'm going to the gym, your choice whether you come or not is the right way. So... <laughs> She got, the, she got the hang of this when we were kind of like about a month and a half into our first three-month membership. And um, and I just got to a level that where um, I was kind of sustainable and the three months ran out. Uh-huh. And then we had kind of Christmas and New Year and all that kind of stuff that came in. Classic, yeah. Yeah, and the next thing you know, we're into kind of late January going, well, mm, yeah, well, something more needs to kind of happen here. So paid again. And then this time around, I've, I've actually really got, the, um, the hang of it a bit better on the whole, mm. but um, I got I'm, I'm you know I'm in no shape for uh, I am no runner in any shape or form and and uh, quite overweight, so um, I wanted to just get to a sustainable level of kind of a combination of running for a while, walking for a while, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But yesterday for the first time, when I got to kind of my um, my 22 23 minutes of my 30 minute stint on a on a runner. I finally thought, right, okay, let's just go for it here and see whether or not, how long can I actually run for? Because I'm now, what, 43, and the um, on the uh, the running machine, there's the 65% fat burn level uh-huh, uh, for uh-huh. heart rate, and yeah, then yeah. the 80% uh, level. And I thought, I'm dying here, I'm absolutely dying. So I put my hands on, you know, those the bars which tell yeah. you what your heart rate's doing? Yeah, yeah. And I was kind of barely at the 65% <laughs> level. I'm like, what is going on here? So I then thought, well, come on then, let's see whether or not I can actually run longer than my best stint so far, which had been three minutes, and um, with, before I have like a three-minute break and then, you know, repeat. Um, so I actually, I ran for the last seven minutes, which was great because it, it was a mental barrier for me to get through. Yeah. Um, but the other side of that was, uh, yeah, okay, I can run seven minutes, but today the pain is just <laughs> unbelievable. Well, it, it's, so, always, it's always the post-onset pain from exercising that that today and tomorrow don't worry it might even get worse tomorrow now the thing listeners that james isn't telling you is james is a marathon runner which is incredible i I did i did the one i did i did the one and you are you still running now i i do run yeah i run every day every day Yeah, i do a five i just do a nice 5k and some bodyweight exercise every day Every oh, morning before work. Goodness, there was me yeah. thinking you couldn't go up in my estimations. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, I almost fell off the runner the other day, actually. I was listening to a podcast. Oh, that's normal. And, and I don't know, I lost concentration for a second. <laughs> the darn <laughs> thing was going a little too fast. <laughs> and all, all I'm thinking is I'm going to end up at a heap at the bottom here, and how many people are going to be watching that yes. calamity happen? But well, See, that's, a, that's another thing, an interesting one. I was talking to a friend of mine who, again, is in a similar um, similar position that uh, than I am um, <laughs> as being kind of heavily overweight and the point he made was I just couldn't go to a gym because I'd be so self-conscious about people watching which watching is me. exactly why I introduced this topic yeah because I was thinking here you are Mr. Container and you've built the bar container in your backyard yes and you are Mr. DIY yep what about a home gym? Well, I have, I do have a running machine at home, uh-huh. um, but it's interesting. The first time that I went to the gym, actually, I, I posted online because I was so outraged by the whole process, and and actually, <laughs> outraged, outraged getting to the gym or when you got to the gym. Oh, all of it. <laughs> um, but 
it was exactly <laughs> this point, which was I was I was very conscious about what other people would think about this big fat guy at 120 right, right, right. kilos. Are you wearing spandex? So, oh god, no, no, no. no. <laughs> Gee whiz, James, you always have to take it to that nth degree, as if. No. Um, but. Um, you st- that, that really sent you for a pause, didn't it? I couldn't imagine. That's horrific. Yoga pants? No. <laughs> Calm down, man. Calm down. Um, but the point was that um, it was that I got so far inside my own head yeah. that basically I thought everybody was looking at me. What you realize is nobody cares. No, everybody no cares sticks in all. their own space in a yeah. gym. Nobody's looking at you in the slightest. You've got your headphones in as well. Yeah. And if you stay in that space, which you kind of need to if you're not used to being on a running machine, yeah. um, then nobody else cares and you're just getting the benefit from it. So once I got my head around that, things kind of have improved um, significantly. I am still the heaviest guy in our gym. And when I, when I get on the running machine, the whole gym is going <laughs> pace for pace with me. But um, I'm getting a lot out of it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So I, I just want to jump back. What, what do you think we would would really need to do to outfit a room if we've got a, an apartment or a villa or, you know, maybe even make a container into a little container gym. You could easily uh, do that. How, how much effort would that actually be to retrofit something? You know, is it, what do you it, think? It wouldn't be dramatic at all. Yeah. Um, the thing that I've learned is when you go to a gym, they've got all this equipment yeah. and you very rarely use it. I actually <laughs> use two bits. Okay. Well, I use a, a running machine uh-huh. and then also, I don't know what the official name is, but one of those flat back um, cycling uh-huh. uh, machines because basically my back is my big problem. Okay. So to have that isolated against something solid um, means that I, I can then pedal really happily. Mm. But if I go on a bike, my back kills me. Okay. So it works really well um, for for me from that perspective well if you imagine two pieces maybe three pieces that you would generally need or if yeah. you wanted to then go weights there's always the multi-gym um, scenarios there you've got a different scenario with villas versus apartments because of um your neighbors in that uh, respect, yes. which is the big the big issue I even think about that if i'm yeah. in an apartment i gotta choose my room wisely because yes yeah but the practical side actually because of the way that dubai properties are constructed is really good so in dubai unlike um western europe I, I i'm thinking kind of um northern america as well um all of the floors traditionally are made of concrete slab right so that means that whether or not you're on the ground floor or the first floor uh, above you've got a solid surface that is mm. perfectly fine to be able to put that kind of weight on it so they were okay with that. So yes. putting in a few free weights, maybe bringing Absolutely in fine. a treadmill or something. Yeah, you've got no issue from that perspective. If I did the same in my parents' house and put it on the first floor, I'd be in the <laughs> kitchen by um, by the second attempt. And I guess it's pretty easy. You know, you go to Dragon Mart and you can buy the foam. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you, God, don't do that. <laughs> You can't drop the scringe. I dropped, this. I dropped a Dragon Mart in you and, and we're like 14 minutes in. 14 minutes. I mean, come on, James. We don't do Dragon Mart until at least the last five minutes. Okay. So maybe not no. Dragon Mart. Maybe I head to Speed Okay. No, no, no. no. Where, where do I get that. the foam mats? I want some foam mat just uh, underneath so that, you know, when you go into oh, the actually, gym. you're just talking foam mats. Yeah, yeah. Just I will mats. allow you Dragon Mart. That's what I was going It's a very on. good supplier for that. Because they've got those big ones that you can just put down and suddenly yes. I've got a foamy surface. But they are also half the um, half the thickness of the ones at Ace Hardware. The oh, Ace I Hardware ones are really good. That. Yeah, they're much thinner, those ones. Ah. They're, they're a good price point. Don't get me wrong. No, but no, but if they're half the thin, if they're half the thickness, that doesn't work because I want to have good padding for my if i've got a little bit of machinery or if i'm going to be lying on it i want it to have some some girth yeah but again if you're if you're buying decent equipment and again 
I don't understand why people buy new equipment. <laughs> Dubizzle is perfect for this to buy. What about the auction? Good, you're good you're big into the auctions. You ever see equipment at auction? Uh, you see whole gyms. Oh, okay. Whole gyms. Whole gyms like, um, you know, 30 treadmills <laughs> at a time uh, with, again, closed down gyms, which is part of, uh, part of Dubai at the moment so as well. So many of them. I know. It's incredible. Um, but again, buy quality. Yeah. You know, it's, um, it's an odd one. I, I mean, the, the treadmill that I've got in my place is, is uh, quite incredible. I bought it for a thousand dirhams because the screen was uh, out. The guy had been through a move. Yeah. And um, basically, uh, the movers had um, oh. damaged the screen. Oh, here you you want to that side side note here? Yes. Got a friend who's doing a little move from one area to the other. You know, kind of like a rim ram to rim ram five. I don't know. Yes. You know, yeah. And so they start packing up their stuff because they've got some. They've got a truck coming. Yeah. So they start packing it up. An hour into packing up, they go, "This is crazy." Yeah. So they make another call, and now they've got for you know maybe fifty percent more than the original truck. They're going to actually pack it. And someone, I'm looking at that, and I'm going. That's all you're going to spend now, and someone's going to pack it. Yeah. Nothing is going to arrive as you intended to arrive. See, this is this is one of the subjects that really um, gets through to me, which is um, the the scenario of going for the lowest common denominator yeah. rather than quality. We've touched on it yeah, for yeah. maintenance, but it's exactly the same for removals. Um, we have uh, we've been moved by MacPack. Oh, okay. Now, yeah. Every time that we move, we move MacPack. They move my mother-in-law, my brother-in-law, um, ourselves on numerous occasions. Um, Rick, who's there at MacPack, and again, we we now have a, a tie-up with Rick, um, which is not financial, which yeah. is really important. It's just he's really good at what he does, and they're, and they're a small group, aren't they? Like, I don't yeah, think they do. You. I don't think they do any real promotion. It's all word of mouth. I yeah. don't. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, yeah. they're doing really well, and it's no surprise because it isn't that homogenous service whereby yeah. somebody moves you, they either do or they don't. They either smash it to pieces oh. and reconnect stuff dangerously, or they don't. It's well, and this is that. where your, your treadmill, for sure, in that move. Oh, God. Yeah. Jammed up against the side of a truck sideways, and yeah. yeah. So we've got um, it's, it's like a uh, oh new the the sixteen seventeen thousand dirhams. I got it for a thousand dirhams. Wow! And um, because the screen was damaged. Yeah, the screen was damaged, but the um, I managed to to manipulate it to get it back. <laughs> okay. So um, I've got now like 80, 80 odd percent of it back but this is a full um kind of semi-pro level cushioned um wow. a running surface so it's um it, it literally does it's lovely to run on actually it's nicer than the ones uh, in the gyms to run on not as wide which is my general issue yeah. Yeah. um but if it will take my weight then it's doing pretty well yeah, yeah. and luckily <laughs> the bits the bits that aren't working now are all the kind of programmy stuff okay. that we wouldn't normally use we yeah. just need to know speed and time and that's all fine nice so so um, it's worked out really well. But in terms of kitting out, um, it, it all boils down to actually the rooms here are perfect for yeah. it. But it is just well, thinking about. I notes. was thinking of your outside patio, which I've never seen, but you've talked about it quite a bit. Ah, right. With yeah. the speakers. Because yes. if you've got a gym, you want a little bit of sound. Yep. Maybe you want to have a little bit of TV in there so that you can plug something in and watch your Jane Fonda workout or yes. the news or whatever as you're on the treadmill. Yeah, see, I'm not a fan of outdoors for that. If you if you imagine if you've got electrical equipment outside yeah. and with the sand levels yeah. that we've got here, and especially with the rotation that you would get with a treadmill, it will It'll destroy. destroy itself inside a few months. So if I've got it in my in my apartment, though, I'm still going to want to run some sound. Yeah, and again, um, if you sound sound is easy these days, um, yeah. you know the the I obvious scenario is Bluetooth. Yeah, stuff exactly, is, Bluetooth mm. these days is a really good way to go. Um, if you want wired setups, then again, uh, these days for sixty dirhams you can get a Bluetooth adapter, which is what I did, as we mentioned previously, uh, which can get sound sound out of any old um, system without any problems whatsoever, and it works brilliantly. I'm really happy with mine. 
um, even though that was about as Heath Robinson as it gets. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'd, I'd kind of go down go down that route. But again, thinking about your neighbours is absolutely critical. It, soundproofing? Was it, would that be even in the realm of something? Because it's concrete walls. I could put up some foam padding or something. Yeah, but I don't think that's your problem. Your problem is the mm. floor um, uh, and, um, and bouncing on it's back. Not, it's not you going, ah! Yeah. Ah! No, I, no. I think people are used to that in apartments for a slightly different scenario, but um, no, it's a different that job. Pounding, yeah, yeah, late night one, that. Um, but uh, no, it is, it is the running motion, I think, yeah. that would cause the irritants for uh, Can neighbors. you imagine if you're a late night runner and you've got that? that you can ju- you, I can just picture it. Yeah, that's it's something you got to be careful of. Yes, yes. Not a great or maybe move. you have to have the kids jumping on the floor and then go down to your neighbor and say, just want to hear if you hear anything. Yes. Just as a test. Yeah, I know, but the problem is once you've engaged oh. um, with your neighbors, then oh. you're opening a whole oh, different yeah. kind you of worms. You don't, there, don't want to do that either. Yeah. yeah. So what, 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 you, you've done a lot of stuff with uh, containers. Can yeah, I make a container, Jim? You've got a container bar. See, yeah. Containers are an interesting one because the concept is great. I absolutely adore it. I've presented it now, I don't know, over the years. In fact, I haven't presented it in probably seven or eight years, but I've presented it five times to clients with incredible concepts. And um, they didn't go for it for one reason or another, <laughs> which I just couldn't believe. So in the end, that was a whole idea of creating my own container setup. The biggest difficulty that you've got here is if you imagine a container and the size of a container, yeah. um, getting it into a garden um, is going to require a very big crane to get normally over your property. You don't have the kind of uh, width or access to be able to get it there. Okay. So mine was re-engineered. It was actually the components of a um uh, of a container that was re-engineered. The bottom of the container, uh, the bottom base, was the only bit that had ever been on the high seas. The rest of it was all additional components that were to be built into a container, so that way it could be um, literally built in my back garden, Okay, um, which is the way that we did it. And again, because I'm only renting, I wanted to be able to move it out easily enough. So mine is designed so that basically with eight guys, I can get that moved out uh, through my garden gate, which is uh, about 90 centimeters width, um, and we can do that quite quickly. Um, when you keep all, all of the walls into the container, at that point, you've got something that is big, difficult to move, and, um, and then at that point, you are looking at a crane. Huh. But cranes aren't that expensive, are they? No, they're not. It's yeah. just it's more the oh, hassle the, factor. On. Yeah, you got to get the crane, and then you got to get a truck to carry well, that. No, they normally come as portable units, okay. um, which is fine. Um, but it is the approvals from uh, oh. the development to use it, or Dubai municipality, if you're not within the development. Uh. Um, you've then got the liability. Oh, hold on, hold on. If I'm not in a development, I got to get the municipality to approve me putting a container in my backyard. I think that needs checking. I haven't. I've yeah. only done it actually within um, uh, communities. But I can understand that they they might want to yeah. know what you're doing back there, especially if you're going to run a little electricity and water to it. Oh yeah, you definitely. Because if I'm building my gym in a container, I'm going to want to have a little shower back there. Yeah, and um, without a doubt, decent AC, which yeah. is critical. But again, if you imagine if you've got a gym setup, you can actually do that really easily um, because um, the the traditional container. Um, uh, wall-mounted um, ACs, you know, the all-in-one yeah, yeah. units, um, are the right way to go for that. I okay. have two, one in each end, and away you go. You have plenty of AC at that point. So uh, I wonder why gym container gyms aren't something people are talking about. Why? You don't believe this. I looked at that concept at one point. You see, there we go. Yes. And, and yes. what's the... What's no, the uh, there's yeah. just the amount of investment mm. to actually do it. And also, there are so many gyms here already. 
um, that it becomes uh, a I more guess, difficult. I guess we've got also people with apartments and stuff that have gyms, or yes. you head to your workplace and you have a gym, maybe, yeah. uh, like ours. I think every gym concept's been done now yeah. in Dubai. You know, you've got those guys. The biggest problem traditionally used to be that they would try and um, tie you in oh, and the joining fees. Yeah. Well, the market won't do that anymore. So yeah. you've got you've got places now that are 90 dirhams and hit it Just, once and it's down to you when you come back. So I think they've, they've really covered that space really well, which is mm. great. Hmm. All right. Well, there we go. So it'd be pretty easy to set up that. You already got part- partially a home gym. Yeah. So the question is, why why are you spending 90, well, think, 90 dirhams to yeah, a month? To but I, I kind of think it's a different experience once you are in that gym. Yeah, okay. And actually, the physical process of going there, I think, gets me, at least, in the right headspace for actually doing mm. what I'm doing. It's that whole traditional working-at-home scenario, isn't ah, it? Ah, okay, gotcha. Rather than yeah. having a separate office. I guess you got someone looking in, and they see you coming every day, and, say, and then when you don't come, say, hey, how come you weren't here? No, uh, I, no, well, no. There's no, no interaction. I don't want any interaction <laughs> in all. a gym. It's just... <laughs> the physical mental process okay. of moving somewhere else for exercise that actually works for me yeah. um which is great the the other one i wanted to jump on really quickly is uh, and we've we've t- touched on this a little bit but and we talked about it in episode 10 when you were talking about the training of your guys and you know they they get into their those trucks and they have everything they've got gloves they've got goggles they've got masks they've got proper long pants on I, yeah. I, it PP looks is to me, critical they're wearing they're wearing safety shoes yep now that i'm thinking okay the the average diyer who's plunking around at home creating stuff and i did see some some excellent uh, instagram photos from a few folks who were we saw the distressing photos and mm. and other things and i'm looking at those photos and I, as I take it, I mean, I'm looking at it. It's beautiful, the distressing they're doing. and uh, But they're using power tools. They're using chemicals. And then I'm looking at them, and I'm going, they're wearing shorts. Okay. And I'm, I'm going, is this a calendar shoot, or is this actually mm. doing the work? And, and clearly, they're really doing the work. And I'm thinking, yeah. there seems to be this disconnect between what do I need for safety when I'm doing DIY yes. versus the safety that we hope the people who are coming to do work around our houses or who are working on construction sites, which is really upped in the last few years. It has, I agree. Uh, why we haven't clued in at home. And even even the folks who occasionally are mowing their own lawn or you see them mowing yeah. their lawn in with flip-flops. flip-flops. Oh, my like, word. Oh. Yeah. Um, I think there's the, the disconnect comes from a, uh, a combination of a lack of knowledge and also from mm. a business perspective. But it's common sense, though. Uh, yeah, it is, <laughs> to a large degree. Yeah, I'll give you that. Um, but... The, uh, from a business perspective, I've got a duty of care over yeah, all of yeah. our employees, not just based on the health and safety standards that we adhere to mm. and, um, and we are um, governed by mm. in, in a really strong respect. The municipality, has, do they have H&S? No. 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 Oh, really? No. Okay. I, it's, it's been spoken about, but right. I certainly have never seen any enforcement. Okay, um, not yet. So our health and safety processes all come from the UK. Mm. Um, all of our guys are IOSH trained, which is the main health and safety um, uh, training that's there. Um, and we are IOSH trained to manage health and safety, all of the bookings team, all the management team. It's a standard thing that we do uh, when people arrive. Okay. Um, but uh, so... The, the other issue is, if you imagine the, the, the PPE that's required, it's an additional purchase on top of all of those DIY items, and you oh don't think God. about it naturally at the same time. But I, I'm so you're walking, not there anymore. I'm walking around Ace, yeah, and I'm looking at the drill section, and right there hanging by the drills and the, and the drill bits and the sandpaper and the sanders yes. are safety goggles and gloves. 
Okay. So and no one's picking them up because I'm standing there doing a survey, you know, just yeah. a visual, and no one's picking them up. They're buying stuff, and I'm thinking, do they all own this equipment, hmm. or they're just going, I don't need that. But it's then the price difference that you get. Yeah. You know, um, the, the the items that we buy, um, so there's two things that I want my guys to, uh, to have. So first of all, it is just... Uh, the basic um, glass-type goggles yeah. uh, that are there, which is for the general work that they're doing, we expect them to wear those. Um, so yeah, it's, it's so easy for a shard of something to hit the eye, exactly. and that's it. It's it's one little shard, the eye's done. Yes, exactly. On top of that, we then have enclosed goggles, separate pair of enclosed oh. goggles. Now, we buy both of those for under 10 dirhams. Really? Yeah. Um, because they we're, we're buying throwaway. it is but to the general public they're not going to the type of places that are designed for the trade where that's yeah. the kind of price point the same stuff is 70 80 dirhams in retail shops really which is insane yeah okay gloves so again we have different types of gloves for them uh, we have just a um, a basic grip glove uh-huh. we also have these are those black ones with little yellow bump things on them that kind of stuff uh or? well white with yeah black, okay white, white yeah. with the black yeah. bumps yeah. on them okay and then we have the um uh, just standard marigolds for just dirty work and then we have chemical gloves. Each team ah. has those three sets that they work with. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So, um, and again, total cost for those for the three pairs, under 10 dirhams the whole lot. Yeah. But again, you're not going to find that at, um, at retail. Mm. So, um, you know, work shoes, again, oh, I mean, uh, which is, is critical. Um, so gloves, glasses, and then proper footwear. Just, just proper footwear, um, depending on what you're doing. You know, going up a ladder. If you go up a ladder and you're not wearing something with um, uh, with grippy soles, yeah. then you, you can have a problem there. Yeah. Um, but again, we you know we have lapses, and we, when we spot things, it goes, it gets elevated to a massive <laughs> yeah. level. Arguably, <laughs> if there are any lapses, because our guys are fully trained, and these they should lapses, know better. Yeah, these and, I mean, they, do and they don't work solo. They're they're no. always with a team. So exactly. someone on that team should be going, "Hey, dude." Wear your safety yeah. shoes. So then for us, it immediately goes to review. We have a weekly meeting with all staff. It goes to review. And it's not, you know, you don't get any benefit from actually um, uh, calling out the individual. Right. So concern. you're not throwing them under the bus. No, and there's saying, no need. There's okay. no point. Um, but to get the maximum benefit, we need to share the error, um, not mentioning the person. It's just say, guys, come on. Yeah. Remember, you're trained. This is what we do. Mm. So come on. And, and, you know, it happens, I don't know, once every couple of months where somebody just has not switched on for the day. And, um, you know, the classic one that we had this week was um, uh, somebody uh, who was couldn't quite reach with the ladder that they were using. They have four ladders, all the sizes that are required, yeah. stood on the very top oh, no. step of a ladder and literally um, it just so happens that they were in Dan's house, business partner Dan. <laughs> Um, what were they thinking? Goodness, what were they thinking? You know, but um, and and fantastic technician who just yeah. didn't want to spend that extra two minutes to get his bigger ladder out yeah. uh, to do it. And at that point, rightly so, Dan was very clear on what was required as the uh, rectification. But we have to be adamant in the way that we we operate, yeah. and that's really key. But people at home need to be very careful as well. And like you say, it's common sense. So use it. And this is this is that big challenge, isn't it? So making sure you have the right eyewear, making sure you have the right handwear, making sure you have the right footwear. Yeah. Uh, masks when you're sanding. That can be, we'll get back two to the ladders. Two different masks. Okay. So a dust mask if you're sanding, yeah. and then a chemical mask. Chemical mask. You not believe they are eleven dirhams really? if you know where to buy them. And again, you know, I, I keep both at home, um, and it's a standard thing. The one problem is my kids love the dust masks. So they'll literally, for them, they're just game tools. So, yeah. you know, I go to the pack, and it's, oh, no, not empty again. 
So I'm buying, I'm buying them in 150 <laughs> at a time now, just because I know that the kids are going to use most of them. So, but, uh, you know, if it entertains them, then so much better. I'm wondering why a place like Ace or SpeedX doesn't set up this home DIY safety equipment pack where they, because they obviously buy in bulk, exactly. put it into a, a nice little gift box yep. or something and say, okay, you're walking out of the store. You need one of these. It's going to cost you 50 dirhams. It's got everything you need in it. Exactly. Why don't they do that? I have no idea. Maybe they just haven't thought about it. Probably it. I think I, I think the We Will Fix It crew make you know next time you're down there, just have a have a word with them and say, hey, you know what? We yeah. spoke about this on yep. episode eleven. Yes, <laughs> people are now going to be coming looking for this yeah. and asking you questions. It is it is, I mean, it is absolutely crazy, isn't it? That um, mm. you know one of those additional things. I just thought I had a triple maintenance failure at my house this week. Oh, no, no, no. no which really. is just ridiculous. Okay, let's, let's know, hear my it. Place. I want to hear Dan's as well. Ah, okay. No, Dan's wasn't a failure, oh. but yeah, I'll talk about that okay. one as well. Um, so, well, because I want to talk about ladders, and this is because uh, I, I had a ladder failure not, well, a couple of years ago. Okay. And uh, it wasn't pretty. I could have, anyway, we'll talk about, well, yeah. what was your triple failure? So, I had three different things that failed in the space of three days. I had a toilet spray that was uh, that was leaking, and that is oh, I've got that happens to me quality. all the time. Yeah, I know, but mine are top quality um, toilet oh. sprays, and after we're now on year four, failed after four years, which is really unusual for this particular okay. toilet spray. So what'd you do? So it's a replacement. I mean, so you ju- not, this not is one that you just un- unscrew it from the tap, and yes, okay. yeah, yeah, you can't repair them. No, it, it, it's done. But again, uh, luckily, I spotted it early before the whole thing went. Uh, which was lucky. Um, secondly, my um, I had a blockage. My fault. This one. Um, I had a blockage in my um, uh, my master bathroom. It's actually it, it's it's regularly blocking. Toilet um, sink. No sink. To- oh, sink. sink. Um, Is so, this from shaving or or what? Yeah, mm. could be. Could be that. I don't know. But anyway, so, it keeps keeps happening. So, so are you putting Drano down your sink? No, never <laughs> do that. Because people, a doubt. I see they people they sell it by the caseload. I just had this discussion online with various people about, um, uh, you know, Mr. Muscle, Drano, or the whatever chemical cleaner you're using. Great if it works, but it only works on organic items. Well, if it's normal in Dubai that you've got something alongside the organic causing the problem in the first place, so whilst you've melted all of the um, all of the organic (laughs) stuff, if it hasn't solved your problem, and again, it only can work on something it can come in contact with. So if you've got a big blockage there, it might get the first bit, but it's inert by the time it gets to the end of it. You then call an expert. An expert comes along. Imagine the scenario which regularly happens. You're not there. Yeah. Your maid is there and isn't aware that you've now put chemical down the um, uh, down the uh, sink or whatever it may be. A technician then comes, and the natural start point would be to plunge it. Okay? Yeah. He's now plunging p- pure chemical. No the- mask on, no gloves on, not wearing long pants. Oh, or hopefully they've got long yeah. pants on. But um, and in that situation, you are creating an incredibly dangerous scenario. Yikes. Yikes. So uh, yeah, I made people aware of this. Who say, "Oh, so, just drain out everything. It was yeah. great. You only need to drain." I was like, "No, <laughs> no. don't." So do what? It. So what do you do in that sense with your your sink that keeps plugging? What are you okay, staking so it out? For or? me, for me, I uh, it's been staked out by the guys, and it will. It's I'm talking every three or four months that it happens. That's not good. So I plunge it, and um, I'm pretty good with a the plunger these days, and I can do it inside <laughs> five minutes. Do you have a, a special plunger? that you use for these things because oh, there's yeah, a yot yeah. of different it's, plungers out yeah, there. Yeah, no, no, we've got a we've got a specific There's one the rocket science one now. that even has a little canister on it. I saw that yeah, one. Yeah, no, I don't use that type. I, I think um you don't really get a feel for for um where it's where it's at. Wood handle um, that uh, that I uh, use an old school. Yeah, use wood an, handle and just that, yes, that exactly. skin colored 
Uh, no, no, I don't no. use that. But I know the one <laughs> you're you talking, talking about. I know exactly that one. Six Durhams. Yeah, it is. But then the problem is it doesn't have enough of a <laughs> yeah. dome to create the right. volume that you need to make it The happen. black one. Yes. That, so you I have, s- that you tuck under that piece. Uh, yeah, basically. Which people don't do. No. Because it kind of comes down and then it looks like it's got a little funnel thing on it. So it's half moon. Ah, I know the one you mean. And yes, yeah. they work well. That's not the one that oh, I've got. Oh, I've got a okay. particularly like large, uh, large domed one. Yeah. Anyway, so I can get that sorted in five minutes flat. So I got it sorted, I don't know, two weeks ago. Yeah. And then um, uh, Natalie, my wife, came back and said, we have a waterfall coming out the bottom of the sink the other day. And obviously I claim no knowledge, you know. I don't know how that happened. But basically I've blown the silicon joints. no, with your plunger. With the plunger. Anyway, it's been so busy the last couple of days I haven't managed it. So that was number two. This is your own house. This is my own place. So have you got it sorted yet? 10.30 today. But the third one, last night, Natalie's saying, oh, we've got an airlock in the um, in the water. I was like, you know, airlocks don't just happen. It's not something yeah. that you suddenly get now and again. There is some kind of failure to cause an airlock. So I'm looking at it. And I'm just trying to work it out. So I've still got pressure so, from the pump. So where's the, where where's the water not flowing? Where which part of the house? Oh no, it's flowing. It's okay. just you can hear that. Oh, you can hear that air s- with it. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. Are you getting that? We're getting that. Yeah, we're not fully artist here. We're not getting <laughs> dee- uh-huh. that noise. Yeah. Is um, a uh, a faulty a one way valve um, right. that sits. Um, uh, on the cold uh, position of a water heater, it's like a, uh, a constant exactly. humming noise. Yeah. Uh, and again, cheap part to uh, yeah. to replace, but it's um, it's a pain if you don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, lots of uh, maintenance companies here in Dubai can't get that one, which makes me very happy. That yeah. yeah. um, <laughs> uh, anyway, so you, so got a, you got an air leak, an air block somewhere. Your wife, yeah, says. but I haven't. Okay, what um, have you what got? What I've actually got is a defective pressure kit. So it's sucked in. When the uh, the diaphragm on a pressure kit fails, it allows air to get in um, to the main system there and causing this. But it wasn't bad enough to actually cause a failure uh, yet. But I literally went down to my pump last night and went, ah, got you. So today, uh-huh. in about an hour's time, I've got somebody coming to do all three. Nice. <laughs> yeah, but it's just, it's just, you know, that shouldn't happen in my house. No, um, no, you no. Know, You're I supposed to be, be the poster child for all this. Exactly. And then you go, well, okay, well, if it's that's happening in my house, how many different places have worse scenarios than that? Yeah. And that's really, I guess, where we come in. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, if you have um, those kind of things, they are really irritating. But well, saying I, that, Dylan, I think I've got a pressure kit that's actually going as well because I, I go to put on the the outdoor hose and it runs off the pump that yep. pumps onto the roof. Nothing's happening, and I'm going, oh no, pump's gone. You know, mm-hmm. it's not. It, it's not. No, and then I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm going, you know, and I'm turning the knob on and off. And yeah, yeah. Usually when I turn it on, because I I tend to turn off that pump be because I've had times where the 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 ball in one of the tanks is gone and then yeah. it's just run and so now I'm paranoid I don't want to lose you know it just to run nonstop yes. so if I'm not home maximum loss if I turn off the pump the one on the roof still works hey listen this is interesting because this is exactly the scenario that we uh, we identified like I don't know eight years ago yeah we have a double safety on that oh, yeah? so your one is working with a pump uh, so pressured fill yeah. onto the tank right and all you've got is the ball cock that yeah, is designed it. to take half a bar of pressure that right. ball cock D with pressure yeah. and instead it's got five bars so ten oh, times no. what it's designed for oh no so that's why I'm getting a failure I've had yeah, a couple yeah. of them so therefore what, what the way of doing it the double failure um uh, is or double failure protection is to instead use an electronic float switch 
that then goes to a relay, which then has the contactor attached to it, that then powers your pump. Okay. So at that point, if you had a failure, then the relay would fail, but then you've still got the float valve as a secondary Mm. at that stage to fix it. Okay? Yeah. So... um, the other way to do that is uh, on your tank, so that you know immediately when you've got uh, when you've got an issue. Opposite the side that where you've got the uh, the float valve, actually put a runoff going to a safe location that you can see. So it needs to be above ground, so yeah, you can yeah. see the water flowing. Um, so that were the worst to happen, it would flow into somewhere somewhere yeah. that you uh, that well, you know without damage. What I noticed is it wasn't coming on. There's a little red switch, so going into my pressure kit on top of the pump. Yeah. I pushed the switch, it all worked. And I went, oh. Okay, so that's a reset button. Yeah, the um, reset button. So when I pushed yeah. the reset button, it came on. Okay. When I just turned it on, it wasn't coming on. I, mean, I opened up the... Same what? same tank that you use for irrigation? Yeah. It, it was? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so in which case, um, almost certainly what's happened there is your irrigation, for whatever reason, has fully emptied the tank. Yeah. Um, then the irrigation turns itself off. The tank then refills, but the pump itself hasn't been reprimed. Right. So if it happens again... Have yeah. a look at the float valve uh, within the unit okay. itself. See whether or not it's stuck. Uh-huh. Uh, it may well be stuck, like so it's only producing a half flow, so it's not there, refilling as yeah. fast as it normally did, causing that to happen. There you go. You That's see. the standard one there. There we go. Easy. Yeah. Um, what was going on with Dan's place? So Dan has got his dad coming out in a week. Oh, he's getting the whole place redone. See, this is the issue. <laughs> we always say as, as the business partners and to the guys as well, if you've got work to do, do it in winter. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So Dan was getting his <laughs> his um, uh, his dad out, and um, and then he had this kind of combination of, and uh, like two weeks ago, he's like, oh, I really need to get two rooms repainted. Okay, well that could be done anyway. Yeah. And um, it could have been done you know months what? ago. The AC smells. I'm like, <laughs> Dan, you've been in there two two and a half years, haven't you? And I remember doing an AC service, but you did you did get all the ducks and the quills done at the same time, didn't you? And, uh, and this like, is the service you guys have. Of course it is. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Got the, you got the machine that runs through the... Yeah, calls and... I mean, we've got specialist equipment yeah. that we bring in from the US. It's absolutely high-end, really great, yeah. great equipment. You know, no no issue from that I, I, It reminds me of the the South African pool cleaning robot things. That uh, they, yeah, yeah. But you've got it for ducks. Anyway. Yes. So um, it's the AC's starting to smell. Yeah. And his timing is could not be worse. <laughs> of course. You know? Of course. So um, so I was like, dude, come on. Well, this is for us in, in winter. We've got to do it now. But it's literally, yeah. you know, to get all of it done, he's, he's done nothing apart from basic service. It's going to take us two days worth of work. So it needs doing. We've got to get it done. But um, yes, we well, short, I think short I think episode number five we were talking about that. Yeah, maybe. With Dan. Yes. <laughs> so that was, the work that was being done on the ladder was actually duck cleaning oh, work. Man. And um, very, very frustrating when um, when that happens. But, you know, it needs sorting yeah, yeah. at the end of the day. And, and, you know, I'm as guilty as well. I was just saying to Dan, actually, before I came in, um, we thought that we had one AC that was on the um, on the blink this morning. Turns, oh. out, turns out it's not. Okay, what was the issue? It just wasn't coming on? No. The, the issue was lack of communication between husband and wife. Okay. It's actually Ruby's classroom that felt hot this morning, not Ruby's bedroom. So uh, yeah, messages <laughs> going a bit too fast. So all's fine. But I then thought, well, when did I last get my AC service cleaned? And yeah. I think I last got it cleaned like four months ago, four or five months ago. And normally I'd be on a three-month rotation just from a, a reliability yeah. perspective. So, um, and again, I've done exactly the same as Dan. Having said Dan should have got it done earlier. Yeah. I should have got it done earlier as hey, well. I'm the same because this silly. weekend I was, you know, the, using some AC and I'm going, I'm going, hmm. I'm going, when did I have these 
these cleaned. Yes. And I haven't had them cleaned in, oh, four months. Yeah. And we've been talking about this. Yeah. And it was a little slower because the weather and it was a great time to get your AC ducts and AC service. Yeah. What have I done? Waited till Ramadan yeah. and it's now hitting 40. Yeah. And what is, am I doing? Calling the AC guys. It's nuts, isn't it? It's, um, <laughs> we, we were literally, we're that, that busy at the moment that now we, we've got split shifts so that we can cover yeah. when people come back, uh, come back from work early. Yeah, yeah. We can still go in and work um, uh, work at that stage. So, yeah. Um, yeah, if people need work doing during Ramadan, um, we are. We're all ready for it without a doubt. I want to go back to the ladders. Yes, ladders. And I think it's it's pretty cool that your guys are, are hucking around three different sizes of ladders. Actually, we have at least three in every van. Um, That's a lot of ladder technology you've got. Uh, yeah, well, e- oddly enough, everybody thinks a ladder's a ladder, don't they? But they're expensive, too. They are. They are really expensive. We've got a great supplier um, that um, is, we found pretty much due to trial and error. But I have a standard <laughs> a standard thing, which is if, if any of our guys are, uh, are needing a ladder, it needs to be something that I'm prepared to put myself on. Okay. So our M ladders, the, the nightmare for an M ladder, and an M ladder for people that don't know is like a, a four-piece ladder. That's the one I had an joints. issue with. Yes, okay. Bought one of those at Ace. I, in fact, I didn't buy it at Ace. I borrowed it from someone who bought it at Ace years ago. Okay, well, that's interesting because the Ace ones are generally really good. It, it, it was. Yeah. Except it failed. Okay. When well, I was on it. Oh, that's a bit of a nightmare. Three was quarters it? of the way up a tree. Oh, blimey, that's dangerous. That's I, really bad. I, I did not have any power tools in the tree. I was using a handsaw, but I'm up there, and suddenly the ladder is it buckled. Wow. Okay. So, uh, and the- I took it back to them, and they said, "Yeah, that shouldn't happen." Okay. And, and they looked at me, and they said, "It's not you." And then, they, you know, after closer examination, they realized it truly was just a fault. In where if in those M-shaped ladders yep. on the joints, yes. there's a piece of aluminum that comes yep, up. I know and on what you mean. this particular <laughs> ladder mustn't have had a long enough piece of aluminum, so it gave way. Okay, so uh, the main um, brand used Ace, which begins with W. I don't know whether uh, it was one of those, um, but uh, you'd know because they always have a color alongside the aluminium as part of the ladder design. Uh, okay. um, they also have another brand, which I think is your one, the M ladder uh, that's there, which actually again is a solid ladder. There isn't generally an issue with it, um, but the the real issue for M ladders is when you use them fully extended, so all four pieces yep. up, um, which is the standard thing. If we ever need to change the design of an M ladder, that's exactly what I do as the stress test. So my weight, which is anywhere between 110 and 120 kilos, um, I'll then put directly up against the uh, the warehouse wall at a real angle, which you shouldn't normally do. I yeah. have somebody who stands on the bottom of that ladder, so I've got safety. And then I will start climbing it myself. If it deflects at that point, I know that we've got a big problem. We're not yeah, buying any more of those. Yeah. But the brand that we use, which again, actually, interesting enough, is out of China. Okay. Um, but we've used it for years. Sometimes we're lacking supply, which is when we have used that particular ace ladder. Um, but uh, it's it's incredible. We don't mm. get that deflection. Generally, they're really good. Generally, yeah. my, my, I think I just had bad luck. But. Yes. Yeah. So but you use the M, you recommend M ladders because after my experience with the M ladder, I said, you know, extension ladder is the only way I'm going when I have to go up high now. Yeah. Um, see, y- yes, I do. Um, because they're really flexible in terms of and for easy their to use. store and easy to transport. Yeah, but they're really heavy. Yeah, that's the main <laughs> issue. So um, for our guys, that's why we give them additionals as well. Ah, okay. So we have really lightweight um, ladders that are a ladders for them to use. Okay. Um, but Feather are, lights or yeah, you, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, they're, they're, because again, if they're having to lug them around all day every day, we want something nice and light. Yeah. However, and sturdy. 
Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but again, the critical factor is that they are A, used correctly. So with the two safety bars down, which is the most uh, basic thing yeah. to state, but then... A lot of people don't do that. It's just yeah. insane. It really yeah. is. But again, making sure that that's all, all, all correctly used and also that they don't overstress them. Yeah. So for instance... Standing on the top is not a good standing idea. Standing on the top is insane. Um, and on top of that, if you're using it for um, work that involves you plus something heavy, so the standard scenario for that is replacing a water heater. Yeah. If you do that, you are way over the weight limits for oh, that ladder. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yes. So what are you supposed to use? So then at that point, you need to bring out your M ladder and use that. Uh, okay. And our guys have that available in their vehicles. Uh. But then we also have different heights. So they will have um, like a four-step and a six-step. And actually, they have four, thinking about it, a short M ladder and a large M ladder. That's what our okay. guys go with. So they've got every possibility for anything that they need. They've got the right ladder, but they just need to make sure they choose it correctly. And this is one of those issues I'm always you know, trying to figure out, where can I get a ladder? You know, I, you know, I know you can rent them at Ace. Yep. I don't know if SpeedX rents ladders. Uh, no, no, they no, don't. No. No. So I know you can get them at Ace, and there's a few other places around. I, I mean, in fact, just over by your place as you're driving out towards uh, not whatever what's um, scheme not a scheme role but the other one um uh latifa Lati- yeah no, there's no, a, it's not that it's there's a bay couple, isn't it yeah. bay. but there's a couple of rental places wait right yes, over there, there yeah there's also one now yeah there's one on um road now on the oh, other okay. side of the road um so those people who know um dubai in our area here yeah. which is kind of the close the to just alcu's border yes yeah. it's exactly that close yeah. to just there's a new rental shop that's oh, just okay. uh, popped up there i haven't been in yet so i don't know where they rent ladders but again i'm actually going to drop Dragon Mart here which is do not touch <laughs> Dragon Mart ladders apart from one shop which is where we buy from which is JZX okay. and which are uh, the top end kind of near the big fountain uh-huh. side when you go through the link between the electronics and the next stage first right you'll see them right there and their ladders are excellent okay. there is no problem there for people who want to use them This is ladders are one of those things that I think a lot of homes don't have yeah and it's maybe it's cost, maybe it's the fact you need a variety of them. But we have a lot of repair stuff. We have a lot of tools. We have a lot of basic things. We don't have ladders to get in, you know, up and high to change some of the light bulbs and things yes. that we have in some of our high ceilings. I always just find that amazing. Mm. Or the ladders we do have, you know, you, you got one, yeah, and it's rickety, it's short, and then you end up standing on the very top and you fall and break your leg. Yes, I've got the same ladder. I mean, I've, I have two. I've got a, um, a tall limb ladder that I uh, that I keep at home from work. Sorry, Dan, I stole it. Um, and, uh, and then I've also got a, a, a kind of a mid-height, uh, but it's steel, not aluminium. So Ooh, it is heavy. That's, yeah. But the thing is, it's 12 years old. It's it's kind of rusty, but it's not structurally rusty. I think I've got one of those. It yeah. sounds exactly the but same. They, they heavy is anything, them. this thing. Yeah, it is. But yeah. you know what? It lasts. And I'm, that, I'm yeah. totally into stuff that lasts, without a doubt. Yeah. And um, so really, really kind of, it, it's been it's been my... Uh, my partner in crime mm. for a long, long time. What are your thoughts on storage of paintbrushes and all that kind of junk? I know we're back don't. to... Don't. Simple. I see a lot of people do that, though. They've yeah. got the... And, and then the other one that gets me is they've got the, the turpentines and yeah, the thinner. Yeah, my dad still does that. And they've, they've got to sit in there. And I'm thinking, where, where are you putting that turpentine and thinner after? Yeah. And, um, and th- it gets treat- hot here. So where, do you, where are you leaving that stuff? It's nuts. Treat them as disposable, without okay. a doubt. Um, I don't think you need to go um, with expensive brushes. Simple test. When you're in a shop, is it going to drop um, uh, bristles or is it not? 
give it a tug <laughs> and um and then you'll see you know you can work out whether or not you've got something that's going to drop um harris is a great brand um, affordable so, Harris. They're yeah, not they bad. Are. so even their low end on the whole is really good right. um so don't feel like you've got to spend big money but literally just give it a tug you will yeah. feel whether or not they're going to come away um and it, because they're disposable you don't want to be spending yeah. uh, big money on them so where, where do people go to dump their terps and all that you know the turpentines and thinners where do, i mean i know officially where people, or unofficially uh, well officially what could we do take it to glenn and he'll put it with his no, 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 no that would work. He, yeah. he sticks, he sticks pure, pure with oil. Um, I, I believe. Glenn the fact, car guy. I, by the I way. looked at. Yeah, yeah, absolutely awesome guy. I was with him yesterday. <laughs> Another story. Um, the uh, there is a municipality um, oh. a location without a doubt. I looked at this for a customer for something or other. What was this? This is like years ago. Actually, I looked at this for our show on Dubai Eye back in the day as well. Yeah. There is a place, but I'm so sorry, I've, uh, offhand, okay. I've forgotten the details. But I mean, um, I think you got to put available. that on your list. We need to have a chat about that eventually, yes. but I think also... Uh, well, you, you still do a show on Dubai Eye, so that might be something you want to have a chat with. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll see how we go on that one. Yeah. Um, yes, I've got that. Because <laughs> I think that... I mean, that's always one that, that comes to my my mind is, well, where where can I safely dispose of stuff because i don't mind using thinners and that but i'm always then yeah. stuck with a, a jar or a bucket and i'm pouring it into a you know an old coolant container and it's like okay well where do i take it yeah where can i drop this i don't want to put it beside the you know the the the, the aluminum box when yep. the guys come and get it because then it's just gonna get dumped into exactly. the landfill yeah well so where do i put it it's and really, i don't want to dump really it in the difficult. desert either so you know you know and disposable these days is not a good word from an environmental perspective but then yeah. you go okay well the other other possibility is dirty turps well which one's worse here i don't know i yeah. just don't know that answer yeah. um but again, again, we do exactly the same thing with rollers, which is they are disposable and we operate that way. Um, again, actually, rollers, that's another one that we get from JZX. Ah. You know, it's, it's an odd one, this, because I'm always very anti-Dragon Mart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very anti-Dragon Mart, but the reason is you need to go there with a huge amount of knowledge. Right. And, in and you, need to know years, what, you need to know which shops actually oh, have the... The stuff you want it changes so every time oh. i go to dragon mart i reckon once every three months or so okay. and i walk dragon mart i do all of the back uh, areas i need to keep stay up to date with where things have moved to yeah. and what's different in places but when it comes to tools i know exactly what i'm looking at these days and i can i can generally pick well and safely from uh, from dragon mart general public will look at two items think oh those look the same this one's half the price of that one i'll, I'll take the cheap one and they end up with something that can be really dangerous hmm. so um so the, who's buying that stuff lowest common denominator oh, okay. i'm only All interested right. in price one right. job okay. that's available that, that yeah. type of um, buyer um so it is dragon mart is not a terrible place if you know what you're looking at but if you yeah. don't know what you're looking at it's lethal it's right. really dangerous so um please anyone who's listening be very careful Something I want to talk about that was on your list, man. Shop vacs. Yes. Oh, I tell you what, I <laughs> yeah. don't half love a shop vac. Okay, so this is for those people who are not Northern American. I have to be very careful how I say that. <laughs> so, what is a shop vac? A shop vac is basically a um, a barrel type vacuum cleaner, which is basically designed to to it can suck up anything wet or dry. Yeah. Um, but sometimes it's called a wet dry vac. 
Yeah, exactly. But then there's another version now, which I'm desperate to get my hands on, which is a wet-dry pump vac. Ooh. How cool is that? Yeah, yeah, very so, good. Yeah, yeah. These ones will uh, will basically, they will operate like a pump uh, when you need to empty various really different like bits and pieces yeah. as well. So um, I've, I've literally looked at that for a, um, uh, an interesting project that we were looking at, which was an outdoor, uh, like a, a large area outdoor floor cleaning project. Ooh, okay. Um, which was using both pressure washers and a very dedicated equipment but i then needed to get all of that dirty stuff uh, off the floor surface quickly and into a drain so um for that kind of scenario to be able to use like a shop vac scenario yeah. if you the problem is if you use the traditional wet dry vac it fills even an 80 liter which yeah, is yeah. the biggest size they, they tend to come in it will fill in five minutes and you're constantly emptying it and uh, for the tech um the tech run through that's exactly what we used okay um, but just not practical over the uh, over the long term so um shop vacs are awesome they're absolutely wonderful um for all i saw them selling that car for shop vac branded wow oh, yeah great at a decent price yeah, i said to my yeah. mom, we need one of these and she looked at me and says what do you need one of those for that's interesting said, everyone needs one of those shop vac wasn't here for a long time i yeah. mean i lost looked a couple of years back and um, they weren't here for a long time but they're, they're a fantastic brand yeah. again karcher have a really good range as well mm. um, that work very well and you like them for their pump their, their pressure washers yes yeah, and their pressure washers are great um, without a doubt um and uh you know generally a really good brand to uh, yeah. to work with as well so, so there we go so you would uh, two thumbs up to a shop vac yes i'm a big fan big fan without a doubt um so works works very well I, I think we're gonna have to wrap it there we've we've uh, run out the clock yet again we did some maintenance though didn't we, we, we did, did some maintenance. we we hit a lot of stuff this show <laughs> we absolutely hit a lot of stuff yes so well we, done us <laughs> 800 fix is where we can find you guys at we will fix it dubai and, and as well essential maintenance yes essential maintenance which is our um annual maintenance brand yeah. so 24 7 365 for those people who, who want to go down the uh, the contract route um it's doing ridiculously well for us we're so happy and the most important thing for us is um we've just been running for just over a year now actually year in about three months i guess okay. and everybody who's not leaving dubai is renewing there well, we if go. that isn't a better you know i, I absolutely love that because it basically yeah. means we've delivered a great experience for people they're really happy with it and want to continue and that's nice. something for me as a business owner that's just wonderful oh, that's fantastic and, and i always encourage people if they're they're doing some work and they've got a question don't know who to call Give you guys a call. Not necessarily because you, you want you come and do the work, but you'll come and fix it when they mess it up. But if you need some advice... We're here for advice, you too. You guys love to give advice. Doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. You know, it's the um, it's one of those things that, that you don't normally get in Dubai. No. And um, what we like to do is we, we want it done right, whether it's us or somebody else. Yeah. Um, you know, as an industry, we have a horrendous reputation. Yeah, you guys um, are fixing that, though. I, well, one job at a time. I'm, oh, that's a line. You can use that. Well, I've got it. I've got <laughs> one call, one visit job done. It's very similar, you know? Dear, oh dear. Similar but not the same. But you'll, I'll give it to you. <laughs> Thank you, bro. <laughs> Trademark, we will fix it. Great show as always, James. Hey, Thank you. Colin, we'll do it all again real soon. Sounds great. Bye. You have been listening to the We Will Fix It show, a Podaholics podcast with Colin Thomas from We Will Fix It Dubai and myself, James Pikeaway. You want to find out more? You want to get questions to us? You want to get involved? Podaholics with a K at gmail.com is our email. Search us out on all the socials, Potaholics with a K. We'll do it all again really soon. Go to Potaholics and listen to some more of our podcasts. Or you know what? Just share this one. It's been Dandy. We'll talk to you again. So long for now.